This is Jeff Cross, and welcome to the April 24th, 2023 edition of Views on the News from the Couch, a baby boomer's attempt to pass along his views on the news. Quick hitters. A billionaire says he funded the lawsuit alleging rape and defamation against Trump. I don't know if that is news or if it matters. It would be if the Koch brothers were funding an accuser of Biden. The VP of Marketing who pushed the ill-advised Bud Light woke campaign is taking a leave of absence. I usually stay out of discussions on CEO pay. My argument is dated, but at one point Paris Hilton made a lot of money for doing little, mostly showing up at club openings. I figured if she could make millions for what she did, then Katie bar the door. But reading that the Alphabet, okay, let's just say Google, CEO, made $226 million in 2022 made me rethink my position. Maybe it isn't quite that high because $218 million is from a triennial three-year stock grant. Still seems high. Is ousted New York Governor Andrew Cuomo trying to make a comeback by staking out the middle? He is arguing against liberal positions of tax the rich and defund the police. The next item seems to have come upon us quickly. Starting May 1, the feds plan to tax high credit score folks mortgages so they can lower mortgage costs for lower credit score folks. Pay your bills on time and you too can help fund those who did not. It now appears that the Massachusetts National Guard doofus may have started sharing classified information much earlier. Raises even more questions why we did not catch it sooner. Dancing with the Stars Judge Len Goodman is dead at 78. ExxonMobil is spending $2 billion to expand an oil refinery. Is that good or bad? Climate change is an existential threat, but we do not like high energy prices. Should we protest loudly against this expansion while quietly thanking Exxon for the expansion? Moving on. Last week, I passed along comments by Secretary of State and former Biden campaign advisor, Antony Blinken, where it seemed he was behind the statement by over 50 intelligence officials who discredited the Hunter Biden laptop story and blamed it on the Russians. This came from leaked testimony by the House Judiciary Committee Republicans from a Mr. Morrill. Leaked may not be the right word, but only limited testimony was released. Testimony that the Republicans did not leak include the following. In response to the question, quote, when he called you, did he direct, suggest, or insinuate in any way that you should write a letter or statement on this topic? End quote. Mr. Morrill is alleged to have said, quote, my memory is that he did not, right? My memory is that he asked me what he thought, end quote. And a bit more along that line. It may be in the intelligence community that asking what someone like Morrill thinks is code for do me a solid. Still, the Republicans should have included the exculpating testimony. Just like when I said the media and Democrats in Trump's impeachment trial should have included Trump's comment about the Charlottesville riot, that when he was talking about good people on both sides, he said he was not talking about white supremacists. They were awful. They left that part out. Like they left out that Trump said during his January 6th speech that protests should be peaceful. The January 6th committee, committee edited the peaceful part out. 
or when the January 6th committee showed a brief clip of Senator Hawley running away during a riot and laughing at him. Since the committee said the riot was so dangerous, running seems appropriate. Further, they edited out the other senators and congresspeople running and the Capitol Police encouraging them to run. Yeah, I pointed out that the congressional Republicans were wrong not to include context and then tossed in many similar errors of the media and Democrats. I just had to. As I was putting this episode to bed, I saw a piece by Mr. Turley on the same subject. It is titled, Antony Blinken and the Made Men of the Biden Administration. He walks through how officials currently serving in the Biden administration were instrumental in creating false narratives to help the then-candidates Clinton and Biden win elections. And he does a great job focusing on the media's role in the charade. FYI, I would add much like the right-wing media assisted in the election was stolen narrative. Let's quote Turley at length. Quote, These false stories planted by the Clinton and Biden campaigns succeeded only because the media played an active and eager role. In any other country, this pattern would fit the model of a state media and propaganda effort. However, there was no need for a central ministry when the media quickly reinforced these narratives. This is a state media by consent rather than coercion. The Biden campaign knew that reporters would have little interest or curiosity in how the letter came about or the involvement of campaign operatives, end quote. Turley points out, we only know of Blinken's involvement because Republicans took control of the House of Representatives and investigated. He added, quote, even this week, some Democrats call it a tabloid story, end quote. I wonder if news reporters who just try to report the news would last long at our major news companies. There is a move afoot for individual states to sign on to a compact where they would allow their state's presidential electoral votes to the winner of the popular vote nationwide. As the robot said in Lost in Space, danger, Will Robinson. How would a recount be handled? What if a deep red or deep blue state ran up the count by questionable means? In today's system, that would only affect the electoral votes from one state. I also wonder if those who want the system would stick with the plan if it flipped the election against their preferred candidate. Maybe 50 or more election experts would put out a letter saying why this time the pact should not be followed. I'm a fan of the Electoral College of the sovereignty of the states, and of the little states limiting the power of of a few big states. We could, though, assign electoral votes in all states, like Maine and Nebraska do, and like many states did in the beginning of our history. The two electoral votes from the senators go by the popular vote of the state. The rest, which are equal in number to the number of congressional seats, would be assigned by the vote in the congressional district. But I doubt that would be acceptable because recent results show it would favor Republicans. Also, do not pretend that we know how elections would have turned out like I just did. The campaigns would have been conducted differently. Given what is going on with Anheuser-Busch and their ad campaign for Bud Light, I was thinking, what is woke? 
I do remember I read an article on the Bud Light situation that seemed, seemed to frame things similar to the following, though I can't remember the specifics. I sometimes ask people if they walk to school or take their lunch. Yeah, it's a stupid question. But aren't many of our choices that way? On gun control, the question might be, are you in favor of common sense gun control or do you want our children to die? Well, I am in favor, via constitutional amendment, of significant gun control, I likely would suggest the common sense gun control proposals are worthless, and I do not want children to die. But if they have you saying you don't want children to die, you are already backfooted. In my search for a definition of woke, I found little of value, but did find the linked ABC News article by Kiera Alfonseca titled, what does woke mean and why are some conservatives using it? The article lost me with this paragraph. Quote, The Ferguson, Missouri protests that year helped wake many people up to the social injustices of police brutality against the black community following the fatal police shooting of Michael Brown. End quote. I'm pretty sure three autopsies, one by the feds, and a grand jury investigation showed that the officer was not in the wrong, the individual was not targeted, etc. How can a false narrative wake people up? Technically, I guess it can, but doesn't that seem wrong? Continuing with woke, I'm pro-gay marriage. I'm pro-gay rights. Took me a while to get there on gay marriage, but I got there. And before Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton, at least officially, but it seems like some consider me a bizarre, nasty conservative because I am troubled by the delight in some circles in transitioning youngsters. The encouragement of youngsters to make that choice with little counseling. Folks, that's not woke. It's child abuse. Recently, I had the thought, do you walk to school or take your lunch, when a lady in talking about abortion said men, politicians, whatever, should keep their hands off her uterus. Let me be clear. I have no interest in any woman's uterus. Of course, women are in control of their uteruses. It is great framing to have the abortion issue be about control of a woman's uterus. The, the abortion issue, though, comes down to a time when a woman's uterus coexists with an unborn child. If society can pass laws on not taking drugs or being drunk while pregnant, or additional charges if a woman is punched in the stomach while pre pregnant, then I think we can agree that keep your hands off my uterus argument is not totally applicable when the uterus houses an unborn child. Yes, you can do what you want with your house, but we do have restrictions that when you knock the house down, it should be vacant. I am not saying this is an absolute final argument on abortion, only to say it is more complicated and kind of stupid to say keep your hands off my uterus. Thanks for listening to Views on the News from the Couch. If you like this podcast, please share with your friends. If you did not like it, please share with the rest of the folks you know.